and welcome to Podaholics. Sit back, relax, and get ready for a podcast that is going to inform, educate, and entertain. And you're going to want to share it with as many people as you know. Here we go. Let's start because it's Doc Talk time. It is. And that means, yeah, second time in one day because we did Creative Mornings earlier. Yeah, this is amazing. I mean, I I don't know how I'm going to be able to cope with such life fulfillment (laughs) and seeing you twice in 24 hours. And I thought you'd change clothes. I know that the shoes, although people did think that you were taller today. And I said, well, look at the heels. I, you know, so years ago, I used to always wear my heels. And for some reason, I get a bit more self-conscious these days about sticking out. So I don't wear heels as much, but I love them. And I have... Well, it makes you like six feet tall. I have. I've got one pair that I, I... I put on the other day they've not worn for years because I said it made me look like I was in drag basically yeah. and um, no no you have to be opposite gender to be in drag <laughs> but I look, I look like I was okay. I look like an opposite gender oh, in, jag, yeah. in drag so I don't wear them so so I wear flats more these days but I, my heart is in my heels yeah I contemplated wearing heels because I was going to stand next to you yeah. and look at what I ended up in <laughs> my comfy shoes so you brought fire with you. you I love it because you often bring guests well medicine as I said to you before it's so diverse and it's nice to have people from the specialties to come and speak to you because yeah. it's one thing having me that's got a bit of a breadth of, of knowledge of the surface a of things of but it's, it's you're so understated no it's, it's, it's not whereas somebody like Farah like she is the chief when it comes to occupational health wow so, so why don't you introduce our guest for us okay James this is the Dr. Farah Ahmed I work with her in GMC clinics she's a family medical specialist and also has just completed her master's in occupational health with her own company. See, called... I'm interested in occupational health. Remember, that's one of the areas yeah. I, I think Yeah, yeah that's what you said you were going to do. You yes. said if you, although you have said this many times about different things, uh, you said if you could have your time again, you'd love to learn occupational health. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's completely that? awesome. Well, well, Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for and, having and me. And we're, we're hanging out as we do now in the lobby of the Rope Hotel downtown. Awesome. Doing podcasts. And, and the manager actually walked by and he says, I love it that you guys just Was find that the us. guy that just came yeah, yeah. before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. He, he's just, his wife had a, well, three-month-old, so they're Aww. still new parents. Nice. And they just love that we just camp out in the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> but it probably, because when people walk by, they think we're doing something a lot more interesting than we are doing. No, yeah. you know, doing people, important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, forget, <laughs> forget the interesting. They all, People ask, where can I listen to the podcast? Oh, that's so I'm always, okay. I, and it makes me think, you know, communication professor, I should be thinking a little right. bit more proactively. I should have this on a, a little piece of paper or something and I hand them out. Right. Uh, every month or every week, I say I'm going to do that. And every week, I don't do it. Should we get a little billboard like I'm right thinking. next to oh, us? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I should put up a little, a little sign. sign. Exactly, exactly. I should put up a little sign. Potaholics recording yeah. live. <laughs> Do you know that's what it's called, Farah? Yeah. That's oh, really? what you're yeah, yeah. I haven't really told Farah much. Yeah, she just yeah, yeah. kept everything very... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, she just wanted to make sure I arrived. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. like, get Keep here. the information on the minimum. <laughs> so we have a bunch of shows, but we, we go all under the banner of Potaholics right. with a K. Okay. Right. So, because okay. we're addicted to pod podcasts, yeah. <laughs> so we're, right. we're podaholics. And nice. it's, uh, you know, and, and so people who have tuned in, we always we we start a new thing where we we on all the shows we we haven't maybe done it on this one yet, but we we tell people however they're listening to the show, give us you know go after you listen to shows whether it's on iTunes or Google or Spotify etc. You can rate them, and we're saying go and write something, go and 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 we're not I'm not saying to people hey you know go give us five star. I've said if you love what you're you're listening to let people know and tell people why and if you don't like what you're listening to let us know exactly. again oh my god James I don't, I don't know brilliant. if I can cope with this level of feedback <laughs> I, I'm I not sure feedback is good and I, I just think it works good. so well and then of course if they just want to send us a note potaholicswithak at gmail.com or find us on the socials it's easy potaholicswithak what if people say get that Dr. Jenner off she's really annoying there's it's, nothing I can do about my personality but they've listened to it to continue to want to hear you okay. to say get off so it's 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 when I was on the radio we did the, we, we did this stuff on the radio for a while and it was hilarious because I'd get people texting in and said this is the worst radio show I've ever listened to in my life oh, really? no oh yeah and, and the people don't realize that those SMS messages they send in go right to the person talking so you right. read it real time and it's like really and, and so I and, and it usually comes up with their phone number and name so one person and had done this several times and, and I wrote get worse program but they obviously had to keep listening to it exactly to make, you know, it's so I called them on right. the break I said hey it's James at the radio station how's it going been reading your messages <laughs> silence, silence. <laughs> I said look I don't know what you don't like about the show but if you let me know 
maybe yeah, I can, can fix it. it. Exactly. I said, no, no, you know, I didn't really mean what I wrote. Or, said, oh my God, uh, backtracking. That's good, good for you though. <laughs> Thing is though, did that not affect you when you were oh, absolutely. on the oh, radio? Absolutely. I mean, because you're reading it so instantly. Yeah, you, you get, get a downer. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a total downer and you're thinking, yeah. what am I doing wrong? And you come and do this. And so well, it's you, hard. You can't please people in life, really. You can't please everyone. And as I told Janet today, I'm like, you have to keep your expectations at no. bare minimum <laughs> when it comes to people anyway. So you then you'll be happy. I saw a brilliant post on Facebook and I had to laugh because uh, a lady had written about how um, no matter like no matter what she does her husband's doing absolutely nothing so she's she's there she's trying to get the children ready for bed uh-huh. she's bathing them she's making the dinner at the same time she's get, changing the bed sheets and her husband's asleep on the couch and one of my really good friends put in she said even when I lower my expectations I'm still disappointed <laughs> oh no <laughs> and that's a terrible sexist oh, thing but it did make yeah. me laugh it did make me laugh no but it's it's it's, I think it's in everything we do. So right. the folks today who came to Creative Mornings, Pallavi Dean and mm-hmm. and Catherine, and I always mess up her last name, but uh, Catherine and Pallavi came and they will say, look, you know, we do lots of keynotes, mm-hmm. but we came here. We were nervous. Exactly. And you don't know who's, and they kept saying before, it's like, they, so they, they, you knew that they, they had, they had the, the anxiety process down because right. they came an hour early. So they right. got to know where they were. Oh, they right. got to walk around. They got to see people come in, like right. all the classic things to get over nerves. Right. But still, when they got up, they said, you know, wh- how are people going to respond? What are they going to think? Do I know the space, et cetera? And it That's was, part of being human. Huh? Yeah. And I think everybody just has to realize we are all human at the end of the day. And I think when you don't realize that we are all human, that's where the gaps come in, you know? Well, I don't know. If you, have you ever heard of the technique well, when you're supposed to be giving a speech? Now, I've never done this, <laughs> but they say you're supposed to either imagine everybody in the audience naked. No, I don't want to do that. Go to the toilet. Yeah, no, I don't want to do I don't want to see everyone naked. Honestly, there's, there's people you don't want. <laughs> You won't actually see them naked, just so you know, yeah, James. But, but the idea is to make imagine? them... Imagine? No. Well, to, just to make us all realise that everybody is the same, so it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, no, no. Well, I, I have I, my own brilliant technique. Oh. I, I can't see fast. I just take off my glasses yeah, exactly. <laughs> and speak. <laughs> Therefore, I can't see anybody really. So when I'm smiling and nodding at you, yeah, I'm just really... I don't know who you are. What a good one. <laughs> that is a good one, yeah. yeah. That is fantastic. So the funny thing is, is that I've known Farah for a long time now, and she's always been so bubbly. And then she tells me that she was really like anxious about coming today and I was like God how how is it's that just, possible it's just a conversation with a microphone and headphones yeah this is the problem then it's being recorded yeah. <laughs> I'm like I told I I only started sending voice messages and voice notes a year ago <laughs> I'm like I could have never done it before whereas so, I, I treat it like a I monologue I just stand there like, and think my friend doesn't really want to listen to this but I'm just going to keep talking, keep talking anyway exactly <laughs> but you sound very different on the podcast than you do on your whatsapp voice messages do I yeah in absolutely way? Uh, sometimes on those voice messages it's hard to understand what you're saying I oh, think that's Jenna on the whole <laughs> <laughs> like sometimes I'm really I really have to listen hard but I think as soon as you put the microphone you talk a little slower oh. you enunciate more but when it's on your WhatsApp voice messages yeah. and you're driving uh, some days I'm like what yeah I think a few people have said they don't and you are speaking English well. you're speaking English yeah so. I mean is, so it's not the fact that I'm in the car because people say no. that it's quite far away there's background well, noise well maybe that's what it is because it's further away but I think you speak faster yeah, yeah she does she does I agree <laughs> you know you know that this is a real typical trait of being from near Liverpool. Like it's, it's, a, it's a real Liverpool trait to speak very fast. Uh-huh. Okay. And sometimes as well, it's almost like, so I had a theory years ago that um, people that were from really well-to-do backgrounds used to speak slower because they had the luxury. This this is just my theory. There's the luxury of time and they were used to having people that wanted to listen to them, etc. Whereas if you were from a background that wasn't quite as privileged, you'd uh-huh. be trying to get all your words in quickly because you didn't know how long you had to say what you had to say and that, that's always been my, my theory on why I speak fast because I think I've only got so long to get everything in uh, <laughs> maybe okay. you just needed more attention Jen <laughs> I'll be there for you <laughs> thank you Farah thank you. I'll tell my mum and dad that yeah. so the reason I brought the lovely Farah today is because she is a set up a business um, for occupational health here in okay. Dubai um, which you, you were running successfully in Trinidad and Tobago weren't you yes, yes. so it's uh, it's called Neurocorporate Health I'm trying to get it off the ground Neuro, here Neurocorporate Neuro? Corporate New health. corporate health. Yeah. Okay. So pretty much I've been working with um, many different companies actually since 2009. Wow, that's um, a long time. Yeah. Not with my company, not yeah. registered under my own company, but many different companies because I prefer that style of medicine as opposed to being in a regular clinic, a regular family practice clinic. I love working in a corporate environment because there's so much more that you can actually do for, you know, for patients, for the whole community. Because it's, 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 it um, transcends. If somebody is happy at work, they go 
home happy, and then the family is happy, and then everybody is happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's something that, that's something that's that people just don't think of. Yeah, exactly. Like the number exactly. of people who are stressed at work and who are get angry exactly. and exactly and 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 just anxious exactly exactly and then they go home and they take it home and yeah. and it just feeds it's like a negative energy that feeds and um so since the, since 2009 i've been bouncing around all over the world <laughs> working with different companies and um it's been awesome because i i love um they help promotion i love policy development i love helping with all these things and help especially helping the patients because um as a gp though it's different and then as i've qualified with um in occupational health i've realized your approach actually has to be completely different it's a 180 in in what sense so talk me through what a GP does and what an occupational health person is because basically I'm trying to figure out this where I want to go for a career (laughs) (laughs) it's an excellent career you should join me (laughs) so yeah so what a GP actually does they are the the um patient-centered um, advocate. So okay. basically, patients come to you, you manage their health, uh-huh. and you find out about, you know, their whole social life and everything. Um, and you sort of help them go through each medical illness with a plan for their future to prevent them from getting yeah. ill. But when you, there's a huge factor there that's missing, which is your work, because you actually spend a lot of your time at work. And even when you're not at work, you're still thinking Working, about work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right or doing something else. So the point is that when you uh, occupational health actually factors in that um, significantly. So it's, it's a dynamic between um, the person, the environment that they're in, and the job that they're doing, and trying to get it all merged um, in one. Now, like in the UK, occupational health is very different because they are complete separate, um, you know, specialty. Hmm. They don't mix with the GP at all. Whereas, really? Yeah. Why so, is that? That's a, uh, that seems not, counterintuitive. Yeah, so no, not, not mixed, meaning like they don't think as a GP. They have to think in occupational health terms alone. Oh. So what they do is like, it's the same thing like if a doctor or GP has a, you have a back issue and it's too, um, you know, severe. So you have to refer to a neurologist or a neurosurgeon. You send to the specialty. So, and then you refer back to GP. Whereas occupational medicine is the same concept so if uh, uh, occupational health needs an op- a GP opinion they will send to the GP get an opinion and then they would blend it in now with the dynamic of work mm. and the environment and see how their job could be um, made easier for them yeah. right so but in the, like in our setting here now in the Middle East as well as where I'm from Trinidad and Tobago the it's the dynamic is very different because this is really interesting because this yeah. is obviously not something that I know because I've, I've dealt with the UK system where right. it's a, a general practitioner and then the occupational health sits in work right. and their job really is just to make sure that you can fulfill your work capacities Duty. correct despite certain ailments so it's kind mm. of it's basically really more on the work side and what do we have to do just to get you to be able to do that job right correct and that's how the UK is but outside of the UK it's not fully developed like that the system are not and then you end up finding that a lot of occupational health um, doctors they have to go back to their GP um, roots <laughs> because at the end of the day they still have to partly manage the patient that's in front of them so it's a it's a blend and it, it was something that it was it was difficult for me in the beginning to try to manipulate but you had to figure out the correct balance because you need to be fair to your patients and you need to be fair to the company um, as well as you are in in occupational health in the UK, they would never be prescribing drugs or, you know, the the, the typical GP things, but then you would end up having to treat them anyway because you're the only doctor and you can't refer them to another doctor to treat them. The time gap wouldn't make sense. So you just have to treat them as well. So it's a a delicate balance um, that you you had to find and and it it is possible, but it's just what this um, setting, our setting here, it requires. Do you know, it's funny because um, the, the impression I had of occupational health in the Middle East was that it was almost um, like the surface of occupational health. So it was co- all sort of workplace wellness, which I that's, to- what, that's what I thought it was. Well, well I right. totally believe in that, James. I, I, that, that is so true. It's about trying to incorporate how can you exercise right. in work to an extent. Maybe that's the career I want to be, a workplace <laughs> wellness person. Well, yeah, then, and you know, it exists. I mean, I was involved with it for a while. Um, uh, Is there a name for that? Workplace wellness. There we go. 
um, and and also kind of like trying to get initiatives in to keep the workforce happy, to keep them healthy, encourage them to lead healthier lifestyles. But um, just a side note is I think until they um, the corporate culture changes from how much work you do outside of work, it's never going to really make that much of a difference. But that is not just what occupational health is about. That's a really important new yeah. strand to it. But yeah. really, it's much deeper than it that, is. isn't it? The core, the core is there and it's evolving because in the early days, it started really from industrial medicine because factory workers and these people are a different class of, um, you know, hazards around them. So they needed special help, but it keeps evolving. And what's happening now is because, again, everyone is at work for how many hours a week. Um, wellness is a huge part and that's a part of that I love, you know, in occupational medicine. So like I have colleagues who did my course with me, but they prefer doing the safety aspect. I yes. prefer doing the wellness aspect. You know what I mean? But we're all trained to do everything, but it's just where your preference lies. And I, I love the wellness part because to me, uh, you know, my personality, everyone says it's so motivating, apparently. <laughs> so, so apparently people feel moved. I don't know. To, you know, we'll to see want how to James be better feels themselves. Yeah. I'm, already, I'm already into the workplace wellness career. I'm like yeah. ready to yeah, sign yeah, up. Yeah, You'd yeah. be great it's at that, awesome, James. Yeah. You'd be awesome. You think? Yeah, yeah. Because you'd yeah. just be like, again, like Farrah said, it's like motivating people. But yeah, that'd be fun. Exactly. No, but it's not only fun. I mean, to No, get, but I think yeah. that, as you said, because the, the, the end result of what you do mm. is you see a, a, a progress. You see exactly, something happening. Exactly, exactly. And that's the beauty of it because there are always um, different um, markers you can use. You can use the quick markers, like check your cholesterol levels, check your blood pressure, and you can see a result in three months. But then there are longer term um, benefits that you'll get, you know, eventually by changing your your thinking, you know, and you become a more positive person, you know, different things. Yeah. And that actually helps you. And when you work as well, there are so many different factors that you don't consider during your day, you know, posture, um, drinking water, the availability of something green to look at, <laughs> you know what I mean? Different things actually affect how you feel at the end yeah. of your day. And if you have someone to come in and help you <laughs> figure out little things, little tweaks to make the job environment happier and lighter, you know, and you feel better about yourself, then you work with a purpose and then you go home more positive, you know? So what do you, what do you think? And and we've, we've all been in workplaces where it, it's almost like they know all this. Right. Someone's talked to them. It's almost like they're playing, I would use the word lip service to it in that, yeah, we've got some plants around and yes, we do have <laughs> some wellness thing, you know, mindfulness thinking program. And yeah, you can come and do this at noon. And yes, we do have some healthy food options in the cafeteria. Exactly, like checkbox. Yeah, but but none of it actually works to none of it's working in sync with it with right. with it, and it, I almost in some cases get the feeling that they're doing it just to check box, right. but not really thinking of the long term of the people there. And and it's like you know, because I know people at different workplaces, and I'll, I'll talk to them and they say, you know, do you like where you work? Yeah, I like where there's maybe a few toxic people, right. and. They just, they don't even want to go to work. Like they say, it's its so hard that they'll sit in the parking lot and maybe the toxicity of that person is that bad, but maybe if there were, if there was continuity between all these other pieces in the work. Yeah, I know. Um, and that, that's been explored. There are so many um, studies and evidence um, based practice on companies that actually, you call it more of a, it's a whole system design and that that's yeah. the difference. And that's exactly what you're explaining. I mean, to me, you see, we could figure it out. It's, it's more or less common sense. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> you know the thing, what yeah. I mean? It, it is. Yeah. But it's supposed to be holistic and it's supposed yeah. to be um, something full circle where everybody benefits. And you don't really work in-house. You actually use your resources from outside and bring them in and see how you can make it work. But also, like what I think James is referring to is how, you know, they put some plants out, they, they right. offer healthy food, they, there's maybe something around like mindfulness at lunchtime. What that is, is, is basically like, have you heard of, of you probably have, of nudge theory yeah, yeah. like background nudge mm -hmm. theory so all you're doing is um, I can't remember I used to there used to be three strands I have to it and one of them is like educate people and, and why you should be healthy yeah. um, two give them the means to do that and three create the environment where they almost have to be healthy you know if yeah. you have if we were sat here now and we had a big bowl of cookies and whatever we, we know you'd be tempted to, to touch them wouldn't you Whereas, no no because we're on a mic and if you eat those yeah, cookies exactly. you can't talk <laughs> never, never. alright we need one before or after 
but uh, no, but then if yeah, you, but otherwise for sure if they were sitting yeah. there oh, I'd be all up cho- double chocolate Multi-uses. chip with fudge oh, but, but if say the workplace provide fruits yeah. and, and fresh juices Correct. then you're much Correct. more likely to go for yeah. things like that and that's just it's just Correct. trying to change the environment but I know what you're saying is well, no, but, how uh, much difference does that really make yeah. and, no but it is it, it works because but again it has it's, it's what he's saying if I understand him correctly but it, it's, it's sort of a buy-in you need to have at the top yeah. because once yes. the organization the head of the organization really believes in in doing a holistic um, whole system approach because it's, you can't take it in isolation you can't just check boxes it needs to be a whole system that feeds back and see what works and then the thing is things change over time right. so you can't use the same strategies every year you know what I mean it just doesn't work like that because you want your employees to become healthier um, you know and that automatically evolves so yeah. and it changes because people's perception change job productivity yeah. you know what I mean different things change market changes so many things change I, I'm, I'm like often surprised when I look at big organizations and maybe it's just the big organizations that I see into but two things always strike me as really really odd so you, you often get people who've got back pain and this kind of pain and that kind of pain in, in any office I've ever been to right. in anywhere you've always got all these things and so I often wonder why like at the airport when you're going in and out they've got a you know, a little place where you can go and just get a, a head and neck massage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Why yeah, don't yeah, all yeah. workplaces have like someone who does that in house? Because I don't need it later. If I'm sitting in a That's meeting, I just need. <laughs> no, well, I'll, I'll give you a confession in a minute. And and then the, the second one is uh, when I'm and I'm thinking about all these things. Why does the do our workplaces even? You know, you you've got your boss. You've got your boss's boss, you've got HR, but what if I have an issue, but it's really, I mean, I don't have an issue with my boss, but I'm just, you know, I'm finding I'm under stress with the amount of work that I've got on my plate. And it's not a complaint about the system, but I just need to come and talk to someone. Right. Why don't don't most workplaces have like a, a psychologist on board that I can just come and knock on the door and say, man, I'm really feeling apprehensive. Right. And, and you know, I, 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 I could use my own workplace as an example around contract time. People get really apprehensive. Am I going to get a, a, right. a contract? Am I not? And you don't want to go talk to your boss because then, you know, you don't want to appear to be too anxious. Exactly. But it's, exactly. it, it affects people. Yes. And who do you talk to? And that, that's why, I mean, doctors as well are supposed to be trained in helping yeah. um, because not everybody needs to necessarily go to a psychologist yeah. or a counsellor, but um, doctors are trained in counselling patients, even if it's stress, because stress is a real symptom yeah. of many things. And I think I think that's the hard thing is with occupational health, you've got workplaces where it's obvious what the occupational health do. Mm. So you've got maybe oil and gas industry sure. where right. there's, there's hazards and you've got personal protective equipment that needs to be worn and it's going to be obvious injuries that you're dealing with but then I think what's harder is the more invisible problem of stress and anxiety in the workplace which is much more difficult to tackle because that is a culture issue Um, and it doesn't matter what you do in the workplace if you're still getting that level of pressure that you can't cope with you know that's not going to change until as I say the culture changes but I have got to confess so years ago when I was in university um, I used to offer workplace massages you see yeah, I used to go in. I, w- I was part of the Ibiza Angels. They would come in and do her things. So do, the things like that do exist, and I think people like them because it makes them feel valued yeah. to have small yes. little initiatives but like that. But even just a but, ten minute, you know, ten minutes after class, just to unwind, I, w- I would be right into that. I'd pay for it. I'd, yeah. I just want it to be there, and it's just yeah, you know, you, you know, a little bit, and it's it couple it with a little bit of okay, this is a de this is a de stress zone, right. and you go in and close the door. It's a little soundproof. It's got some sound, and then you know, it could be windows. I don't care. Just just an opportunity to get your mind physically into a different space. I just don't get why places don't. And I, I can't figure it's that expensive. It's just, a, it's another person, but the payback. Right. Would be more. <laughs> well, and I guess that would become the issue in, mm-hmm. in any of these businesses where, where, you know, what occupational health becomes a big, I think the name occupational health is a big problem too. Yes. Because I mean, it's a great name because that's what it is. Occupation and health. Mm-hmm. But like you said, we think of physical labor and not, and not more soft skills and, and yeah, no, it's a lot 
lot. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more. And then just as, as what you were saying, I haven't worked with the, the huge industries like the oil and gas and that sort of thing. Because again, mine is wellness. So I work with banks, hotels, yeah. you know, for me, the, the lighter stuff, <laughs> you know. But, Which but is heavy though when you think yeah, about it. Yeah, it is. It is because and it's harder. a different realm. Yeah. It's a completely different realm. And, and the people, pressures. People don't get it. People no. don't get it. And then when you're dealing with, with the public, because that's, yeah. that's where these, these trusts that comes in, you know, um, front desk staff or, you know, anyone oh, who has to deal, managers who have to deal with a, a guest who's complaining, yeah. you know, different things like that. Those are stressful times. And not only that, if you have a, a problem at home, say oh. something happened, your car broke down or whatever, and you already came in stressed and then you have something else to deal with. And it's usually regarding another person, yeah. which is, you know, it's not like a, a physical hazard that yeah. you can remove. <laughs> it's an actual person who also may be having other issues um, to sort out. So the, and again, it's, it's again, it's a culture, just as you said, Jeno, it's a culture that we need to um, inculcate. You know, it's something that you have to train and different companies all have a different culture and it depends on who's at the top, really, because what they believe and what they they project, it actually filters all the way down and people don't understand the importance of that because you may have things, I've seen so many times, things are written in policy that yes. this is what you do, but what happens in practice well, is very different. It's almost like trying to treat your workforce like the machines and they're exactly. not the people and you've got exactly. to appreciate this, you know, what they bring to work is just the tip of the iceberg, you know, the, mm-hmm. there's a deep person there and, and you, you know, you can't, they're not invincible, people... Yeah. do crack here and there as exactly, well and exactly. um, one of the things that we used to do when I was with Anglo-Arabian Healthcare is we would go through the insurance claims and I think that you do it as well don't you go through the insurance claims and you can see where people in particular industries and in that industry like that that workplace itself has got problems and then you can start to narrow down okay people are starting to suffer really badly with gastritis what foods are they eating during the day in work because oh, obviously okay. you can't help them so much yeah. at home and in one in one one industry we found that they were being fed for less than a dirham a day I mean wow. I kid you not oh. and most of it this is um, so uh, working yeah laborers etc working they had rice really hot hot curry powder and they'd have maybe the smallest like florets of, of broccoli or something. And so just by, we would encourage them that if you inject, you know, I, I think an extra two or three dirhams, <laughs> oh, geez, <yeah>. um, <laughs> the amount of difference you could make to their diet, exactly. and then you save the money on the insurance claims. Because that's the other thing is we're talking mm. about occupational health and initiatives. But the first question, especially in hard times, is well, who's going to pay for this? Exactly. Yeah. And you can get that money back. It's just yeah. sort of trying to prove that. So exactly. Do you think that's ultimately the issue is at the end of the day, the, the people up in the C-suite are looking at the fact that, okay, we've got our budget, we've got all these KPIs, where does occupational health fit in this? Exactly. And how do I, how do I measure? Because exactly. what do people say? What's the evidence that this is a good investment? Well, and how do you show them that? Yeah, no, but there are tons, there, there's, there's evidence all over. I think there's a new paper published from the Society of Occupational Medicine um, about workplace well-being and what it means in, in terms of financial sense. And I can't remember how many pounds, but it's worth it. <laughs> I, to, I can't remember the exact number. But there are studies all over. If you want to find it, you'll find it. And um, it, it does pay returns. The returns are there if you invest, um, mm. if you invest in it. But people are not willing because you see wellness still falls under this airy fairy phenomenon yeah, yeah. that people you know what I mean people don't know it's, it's actually a science it's a science yeah. and a philosophy that works together like you can't look at it scientifically alone without the philosophical part but you can't look at it in the fluff as well because there are a lot of people I'm telling you that around doing wellness programs who are I mean we're not sure, you know. It's, it's, it's often, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's a le- like, just a, you know like I mean? a like workplace a hobby, lecture. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah. like a hobby. It's not, um, the science isn't actually there, yeah. you know. And yes, they quote great scientists and they quote whatever. And I've heard, I've heard these things, you know, and people talking, oh, these things can do what, what you know, what their program can do for you. But when you actually do the research and you find it, try to find actual hardcore, like, um, evidence, um, scientific evidence you can't find it in what they are saying so that's the, the only thing and and there's enough scientific evidence anyway to go on if you really wanted to invest in your company because it's about the longevity of the company it's not about um, meeting your um, budget or whatever for the next fiscal year or whatever it's it's beyond that and if you're able to see beyond that then you invest 
you know, in your company, in your employees. And there's probably even statistics that you can't even see, such as the retention of staff, the not having to train, uh, train more staff to do that job. And just, you know, a happy, um, healthy working workforce is not just about absence days and how to reduce absence days. There's a lot more to it. Yeah, I I think that's uh, that happy workforce is is the big issue right. and how do we define that and do, then as you as you have to deal with it mm-hmm. you know there are markers but do yeah. do, do the folks upstairs want to listen to that it depends on the folks yeah. <laughs> some do and some some are like usually though the ones that actually listen are the ones who actually have health issues on their own right. <laughs> so they are the ones who are more willing so they get listen. it. They, yeah, they get it. They get, I have been through this. I have struggled with this, my own, you know, in my own personal life. And that that's why they want to do something for their company or they want things different, um, differently. But people who not, who, who haven't like actually been through and, you know, it's all about the budget. It's all about the finances and they need to see it making sense. Um, not um, you know, not in the long term, but now, like I need to yeah. see in the next year that I'm getting returns on my investment. Um, you may not necessarily see what you want to see in a year, but oh, you have problem. to, and that's the problem. And um, and you could, you could see the things, but would it matter? Would it would 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 you care that fifty um, percent of your employees now have good cholesterol levels in a year? Would you care about that? Only if it, <laughs> only if that gave a number at the end of how how much they'd save. That's basically right. what. You see, that's the thing, but it, it does oh, save because yeah. you will say you're 38, you're working, your cholesterol level is high. I come in and I help you reduce your cholesterol levels for the whole company because everybody has bad cholesterol because they eat in the cafeteria that, you know, serving bad food. And we change all of that up. And in six months, everyone has good cholesterol. So not everyone, but, you know, a good yeah. reasonable percentage. But at the end of the day how much money can we put on that right right we're just saving you from another 20 years of you're not going to get the heart attack right. in in 10 years you know we will try to push it back as much so as possible do, do you think another problem becomes mm-hmm. when i think to my parents and in their careers they were in one place right forever Your life exactly and now when i look at my own kids so i i'm i'm sort of in the middle ground because i i'm also sort of one of those persons who technically should be jumping around a little bit mm-hmm. but i've been in the same place for 20 years and i and i'm not saying anything bad about my employer but what i know from the way some programs and things are done just hr things i'm, I'm the anomaly because right. they don't expect people to be around for 20 years. <laughs> they expect them to be around yes. for four years. So why, why invest in you and your well, health when yeah. you're only going to be there for such a short and time? And so in the past, exactly. we invest in the health and we can see, yeah, you know what? It's worth me changing my entire place because you're going to be around in 20 years. Exactly. But even today, most companies, they're mm-hmm. talking with millennials and whatever the next group is, that you're going to have four, five, six, seven jobs. So no one wants to take responsibility because I'm going to invest now to make, give, make you healthy. And, and you're going to jump ship. And then you're going to jump ship <laughs> and then i got to start again. Yeah, no, but this is the thing. If you are doing something that is good and you, you have something positive, I can't see people wanting to leave something that's mm-hmm. positive. The reason why people leave now is because it just doesn't make sense mm. like you had enough after five years I'm done I'm gonna do something else yeah. you know what I mean but people are worn down you mean by yeah, the end of the five years you can't you, you need a new challenge you need something that you feel you have some purpose or you want to grow right but if you do that in-house and you actually take care of your employees I can't imagine an employee leaving willingly if they are well taken care of and yeah. they feel part of the team they feel they belong they have a purpose their health is actually important to everyone not just themselves you know so I I can't imagine it I mean maybe there are studies as well to show that I I am not too sure but I I mean it just makes sense that you would want to stay somewhere that you feel happy yeah I mean I guess the theory is in times of hardship that's the times where people are less likely to leave their job Mm -hmm. but when the managers are less likely to want to invest in something like occupational health yeah uh, do you notice that in, in any particular industry, um, there's more stress, more anxiety, more culture problems? I don't know. I, like, I, can't, I, can't, I would never, like for me, I wouldn't say that because I think stress is a personal thing. That's my personal stress view. Stress is a personal thing. Yeah, it's personal. You it's environmentally triggered? Or no, no, no. It's, I mean, what I mean is that um, your level of stress, how you feel, Maybe in another situation, uh, okay. or you understand what I mean. For your, if, right. if you think this is the worst situation, I believe you. 
You understand? Like yeah. somebody else will come and say, no, I've done that. I've been there. That's nothing yeah, compared okay, to what I'm doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Everyone responds so, to situations differently and can generate a different degree of stress. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. So that, that, that's, that's my point. So like for me, I wouldn't. Yes, it, I, I'm not sure again. And to me, that's a, a thing I'd have to research to see which, you know, which studies show which industry has the highest yeah. stress levels. But for me, if someone comes to me, regardless of, you know, what type of job you have and you tell me you're stressed and for whatever reason, I... I, I, I believe you. I'm not going to, you know, bypass <laughs> you. I'd be like, no, what are you stressed so. about? <laughs> are you, you sure? Know, I'm are very sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's important. And, and the number of people stressed at that point in time for whatever reason, I mean, and that could fluctuate and it's not necessarily there all the mm. time. And it's just the whole um, global economy anyway has everyone stressed for the last um, decade or so. Well, because, I, 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 think, you know, I think it's the, the fact that, as you mm-hmm. said, the global economy mm-hmm. that we're yeah. you know we're doomed when it comes to retirement exactly we're doomed because the planet's just being destroyed and we're not really doing anything about it so we're doomed exactly. again everywhere you look we're doomed, doomed. We doomed. You know, and then you're you got kids and you're kind of going yeah. they're doomed and it's my fault but, that, but it's like um actually on our podcast last um, last time we were talking about how um stress in the workplace is so significant because yeah. of the pressure on people that are supporting families because sometimes exactly. people can be yeah. quite unhappy in work exactly. but they They've got to stay. They've got leave. no other option. Yeah. Right. And, and times are tight. Jobs are scarce. So, so what are they supposed to do? And Again, for me, it's more about coping and learning to cope. And I think that's the, mm. the big difference that separates us. The ones who could cope and who could learn to cope rather than the ones who just... They don't know how to, or yeah. they don't. They don't even um, understand that the concept of coping, because sometimes it's not necessarily about, um, you know, n- not everybody's invincible, not everybody's yeah. Superman, <laughs> not everybody could get through, you know, anything. But um, everyone has their moments of weakness, and every situation you're in is also different. So, what strategy you use to get over something in the past may not necessarily work in this situation. So, it's about evolution and it's about growing your own personal growth and learning techniques because the techniques will evolve and you will evolve as you go along, you know. So, it's about coping. So, anybody who is stressed, I think the most important thing is to, first of all, recognize where your stress is coming from. Do you think that's yeah. one of the challenges people face? So, they'll say, you know, I'm st- oh, I'm, I'm so stressed from work. Yeah. But work is a big thing and, right. and that they can't pinpoint where exactly. the stress is. Exactly. So, you pinpoint pinpointing your source of your problem is is major it's you you have to figure out um and that could take a long time trust me it could take a long time for some people to figure out what their trigger is what what is it that happens every day that really stresses you out you know and to get to the bottom of that is what's important because Mm. sometimes that trigger could be um from something in the past even that happens now yeah that's still affecting you so it's something that carries on oh dear yeah so until you actually learn how to manage it first you have to recognize it so you can see okay is this realistic is my emotional response matching with um what is is actually um happening because it's sometimes it's just an emotional um response that you can't control so you need to identify it figure out um uh is this is this real like is this a, a real um appropriate response and if you come to your own conclusion that this response is just not appropriate it doesn't make sense then how do i get over it when i mm. you know you have to it's, it's about training your mind but that's and it. getting help i always think you kind of need an external person to help teach that i that's, agree well, that's exactly. not just but is, is that again exactly. the environment is that exactly. again the occupational health person can so, help with that yeah well they're, they're more so we would most likely help you identify it and then refer you to the people who will um help you go through okay. the part but so two part it's a two-part mm-hmm. approach it's not only two parts i mean it's a lot and, and that's in a proper about, occupational health team. Yeah. yeah, you need a proper team to get through wow. all these things. And how it's ma- now, not- how many, mm-hmm. just on an aside, because uh, you, mm-hmm. this this is like, wow, we, we need this. But how many organizations do you think have this team in place now? I was going to say, it depends what country yeah. you're in. In, in the UK, like, any like big... Like in the UAE. Uh, that's less. I think the big companies do. Places like they, Shell yeah. will have it. Yeah. Emirates. Emirates, yeah, yeah they'll have they a big should. occupational exactly. health. Exactly. And, and psychology. And, yeah, and in, yeah. in the universities, I would have thought that they would have this as well. 
I'm not sure no. about universities. Because in the so. UK, any large, any big mm-hmm. international exactly. organisation would absolutely have yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, but as, as Farah said, it's an emerging mm-hmm. market, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. So, it is. So it, in the West, mm-hmm. some of the Western developed countries, great. They're, they've already been thinking about this for a long time, which, which again, worries me a little bit. Not that the Western developed countries are thinking mm-hmm. about it, but that this thinking from the Western developed countries that's been in place for a long time hasn't mm-hmm. filtered through to some of the other places where the Western developed country organizations organizations exist mm-hmm. alongside more localized uh, business yeah. structures and that they haven't looked at that and said huh we should bring that in and well, makes technically me- technically haven't worked um in hand other countries in the Middle yeah. East <laughs> you like there is a, a disconnect you cannot adopt um, you can't expect to adopt a UK system and just superimpose it yeah, on, on the system here yeah, yeah. you can't do it and Which, if you do it you'll fail right? and, and we know a lot of places that they've exactly, tried to do things and exactly yeah. exactly so you really can't do it and you have to sort of um, uh, w- what they're doing here I think it, it's pretty okay and it works with the environment here because it, it, the culture is just mixed in terms of the mm, medicine employees yeah. need GP and they need occupational medicine yeah. and you just need a merge of it um, here is, is what you get the, the best results hmm. um, is where you get the best results but um, you can't you, it, it just doesn't work like that because every culture is different and every system is different so you kind of have to work with it you, there, yeah. there's no one black and white system oh, <laughs> that will man. you know fit the whole world well, you know and, and I think that's the point as you say is that if you do try it's not going to be successful and it has exactly. to be merged to the individual company to Correct. the individual type of employee Sounds expensive. Yeah. No, Sounds expensive to me. It, it is, but it, but it's the principles you see. I think, you see, what happens too, if you have people who just don't understand the, the UK concept and they just superimpose it without understanding the principles underlying, you know, then you set up a system here without thinking of the principles behind it and then it doesn't work so but you have to be able to understand the principles and then manipulate to make it work in your setting so for me anyway that's my my personal um, theory on it and and you know what James it is expensive and and a small company like the one we were talking about today with 14 employees know that they're not going to have an occupational health system in place because they're any but they need one of all of all places (laughs) when I when I listen to Pallavi and Catherine and just from what they were talking about and, and they put up this last slide of sort of their creative process and it's like oh yeah this is going to be okay and then this is yeah it's going to work oh no this is terrible no I'm terrible yeah I'm okay I mean they're going through an occupational health at least the psychological side of that stress I mean, they, it's almost like they need someone in house yeah, to, to guide the process to speed it up and, but, but and to the, but wash the thing it over. is is you're talking about the finances of it and it would never financially yeah, well, return that's the thing. it'd be great yeah. to have but it wouldn't wouldn't you just wouldn't get the, re- the return on it whereas if you are a large company and you've got an yeah. occupational health nurse that puts in uh, preventative practice everyone's got appropriate chairs a, a nurse practitioner and well that's different <laughs> wouldn't okay. a nurse practitioner do that no, a nurse practitioner is normally a prescribing nurse yeah. a nurse that can prescribe certain medications uh, okay. nearly James you had a go you had a go <laughs> um, but, but I don't think we have nursing practitioners here though I, no I've never seen them in no, Dubai no, either no, no, it's, it's very I, I, I have at Emirates oh do you yeah, yeah. I knew one who worked there Oh, why? I didn't oh, know that. Okay. I didn't know that either. Uh, they, yeah. they definitely have them in the UK. They're quite right. a, a, a real big emerging yeah, part yeah. of nursing. Um, but yeah, like, so the nurse or the nurse practitioner. Not a career I'm interested in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just stick with yeah. uh, Farah's job. Um, but, you know, like you can put in a lot of, the, the nurse will put in a lot of policies and preventative strategies to prevent back pain, yeah. making sure that the screens are at the right height, educating people to make sure that they, they take breaks from looking at the screen, you know, bits and pieces yeah. like that. Then you've got um, someone like Farah that goes in and creates the right environment and troubleshoot and that may be a psychologist as well you know I mean that, that's three wages that you could easily easily uh, pay from all the prevention that you you were to, to get and also to treat the ailments get people back yeah. into work quicker in a large company I yeah. mean easy peasy that's the thing Andy getting back to work getting is back young. to work yeah, yeah. That, that's a huge deal in occupational medicine because we think it's people there's a bias as well in, in humans you know like they don't know 
when is the right time to go back to work yes. and that's a you know a big issue because they're more fearful of anything else that that something goes wrong as opposed to um you know if i go back out too early something will go wrong or if i wait too long what will happen you know they yeah. think they'll be better off waiting longer but that's not necessarily the case oh really yeah no different every situation is different and that's why you need oh, someone man. to guide you because if you stay out of work for too long it's act studies have actually shown that it's, it's actually worse for you um oh. to stay out longer than you need to be is that just from a psychological mm. point of view not just psychological it's 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 um uh you're getting back into work because remember workplace rehabilitation that means getting you know getting your back to work and the stage it's a, process it's a to get stage them back in. process and especially if you're out for a long time for a medical condition because you develop um a lot of apprehensions your body isn't able to do what you you know you were doing before six months because when people are off sick it doesn't mean that they're going to the gym every day yeah? they like home <laughs> resting it out and whatever you know i have back pain i can't do anything and you know they just lie back and they're not you know they're not actively um taking their health in their own hands they're going with the you know the, the fearful the fair factor approach where i need right. to listen or maybe they don't even listen to the doctor you know you know different approaches people have but to get them back out as uh, fast as they, as um as you can that it's um physically possible for them is actually better it's healthier for them um for their body for their mindset um you know the psychology behind it and not only that it's good um what to say like it's a you know working as part of your team if your hr works well with you if your team members work well with you and you get back into that it's actually a motivation to yeah. continue getting better faster mm. as opposed to being out of the team because if you are out of the team um you don't have that positive feedback mm. that i can do this and that's why return to work can be gradual positive uh, sorry yeah. possibly quite a confidence crisis as well when you yes, do get back and everyone else right. is advanced and, and you yeah. right you're very right you're very right the confidence is one of the biggest factors that we have to fight um to get them to regain their confidence that they can actually do their job there's and so much involved think, here yeah you know that's, that's a big <laughs> it's very thing complex it is that's it a is. huge thing with women as well who've taken time out to have children oh, yeah. go back to oh work my God, yeah. huge yes, confidence yes, crisis yes yes yeah. yes, yeah. yes yes and yes. you know yeah did, <laughs> yeah did you find that you, you went back i i only, I only took uh 14 weeks off work and when I took 14 weeks off because I took paternity leave because my wife that's amazing that's you got paternity leave yeah, that's yeah. great yeah 14 weeks that's incredible that's great yeah. that's better than most women, women in Dubai exactly <laughs> I know it's a, it's I hope the morning sickness hadn't affected you too much no it was excellent because our, our baby was was sort of that reverse cycle kind of up all night sleep all night so we just slept ah. we just slept all day and we're up all night with the baby right. it was excellent then we, we took the baby and drove across Canada to visit the family oh brilliant with like a yeah. one month old <laughs> that, I, I can't believe you managed to get so much. That's yeah. really uh, that's great. Cool. Yeah. No, cool. the 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 province of Quebec in Canada has phenomenal maternity right. and paternity exactly. benefits. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, paid the paid maternity yeah, as well as the non-paid maternity. So yes. I, I think it's over a year off paid, and then <gasps> yes. and then and yes. then a, an additional year yeah. unpaid, but your job when you come back is guaranteed to you. So, exactly. so not necessarily the job, but an equal job. So if I was the marketing manager, maybe they've obviously brought in another person to take on my role. So, but I would not find myself coming back and, oh, sorry, there's no work for you. They, exactly. You, yeah, there's yeah, a position yeah. you will there's come back. You know, exactly. I, I'm always sort of torn because I, I totally agree that those rights should be there for people. Yeah. But at the same time, it must cripple small businesses. Well, it must cripple them. I, I don't know. I Maybe, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I've, I've never had I've heard anyone complain about it and I think it does the it, it does the one thing is that people then well in the in the men's side of things I would like the rarity because it's you can take it and it's there most people don't that's what no I was not going to say yeah, that most exactly. guys don't. it's a choice yeah. right it's a choice and, and I got a promotion yeah. in the middle of it they like right. said yeah by the way we're we're giving you a, a promotion oh, wow, that's so yeah awesome. I wasn't even there and it's like, but you know, and, and, awesome. and so it was, it was cool, but people are too, they're always saying, oh, you know, it's going to be hard. The company is, and it's like, you know what? The company's going to, they're going to make do and they'll figure it out. And that's because they, because you don't just drop it on them. They know it's coming right? and it's part of the system. But you know, a lot of people just don't take it. And then maybe more of the women do, uh, but even then some will go back exactly. when, as soon as they can. And then others will take that extra year just, and I, mm. and I think at least the mindset from an, yes. from an occupational health system is at least, okay, family does matter here. Exactly. And, that and, 
and and I, that's super honestly yeah. honestly when you have a boss that understands that family is important yes. that changes everything because was, why would you want uh, to leave a boss like that it was funny <laughs> I was talking to Colin Thomas because he was here doing the, the We Will Fix It show and we were we were trying to fix it we were just we were just talking about kids you were trying to, so, We Will Fix It guy was trying to fix something yeah I was trying to fix this cup that's, that's stuck that I got to take home and unstick but we didn't get it but we figured you'd do it I, brought, I just bring stuff what the hell I mean James is literally I'm, just presenting me with two I, plastic I also want to make together. chandeliers out of yogurt containers so I brought them to show him so we figured out how to do it oh my god I just bring stuff don't worry I'll start bringing stuff for you too yeah okay uh, great I'm up for it be a little challenge we, well, we, we did have a conversation actually at work the other day because I was eating the soup hold on I've got some here I'll show you and I was eating the soup I'm no, nervous I'm scared, scared. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, but I, I the, today it's in a, oh the juice what's left of it oh it's horrible looking believe me it came out looking like that too it was really bad that looks alright but I have this nice broth that I make right okay. and I had it in a glass container and someone's going what is that? Look like I, urine or I, I, yeah, I did. I said yeah, it's yeah. a urine sample, and they said, "Dude, if that is really a urine sample, you're sick." <laughs> so, so what are you going to do with that broth now? Well, I'm going to drink it. Are you? Yeah, I, I drink one of those every day. Oh, lovely! <laughs> and what what what's the broth of? Uh, chicken. Right. Yeah. So just all the fats and things. That I, I screen off the fat because then you, when you cool it down, the fat all rises yeah. up. Do you know what, James? People have often said to me that I eat some funky stuff, but I'm not a patch on you. Yeah. Not a patch. Yeah. By the way, have you seen? So James, oh, let me get back to the story though. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so far after, but we, so I was talking with Colin about. I don't know what we were talking about. We were, we were, we, somehow we were talking about time off or, or kids. Uh, no, we were talking about children. Somehow children came into this conversation and, you know, when they go and they, you know, your kids are coming soon and they've got their, the, the play that they're going to do or the musical they're going to do or whatever they're going what to do, do and, and how many parents can't get there. And he was saying in his company, so that's the, the, we will fix it or essential maintenance guys. You see the trucks going around all the time. I'm sure okay. you, you, you haven't now, but you will. They're purple and they got a big yellow sign on it. Now, you're going to see them all the time. I'm way out in the desert, man. Yeah. Nobody no, no, they come up there. there. They, oh, really, they they're in the, you've seen them on the road, don't worry. But if, now you'll see them because you're going to go, oh, yeah, that's what he's saying. And he's saying the rule in his company is if your kids have got a performance or if you got to go to a parents' meet, just go. Oh, like, and it's nice. across the board. He says, look, right. of course you got work to do, yeah, yeah, but... Yeah. It you can know, wait a few hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah go yeah. and do it and get it done. And, and yeah, and but not only that, eh, you actually tend to want to finish up what you're doing before yeah. you leave. Oh yeah. So you tend to just work faster and work harder. You get more efficient. So you get it. Yeah, well, just all of a sudden. <laughs> we were talking the other day about um, how the four-day working week has been really successful right, in Japan because yes. it's actually increased efficiency. Yeah. Yes, yes. And it's true. And with regard, like, I mean, I missed um, the boys' first mm. ever nursery play, right. uh, Christmas play. Oh no, don't! I, I was. I know really you got it. I know you're gonna. Be good because you're going to be talking about this for the rest of your life. <laughs> they won't remember though. They exactly. won't remember unless Jenna reminds them. I, well, <laughs> James got a video, and I was absolutely devastated. Did he get the right children in the video? Uh, you could no, hardly no. see one of them. So uh, you're laughing because I did that. James, that's terrible. I'm that's in the I'm in the back terrible. videoing this my son and in the and it concert. Was it was the wrong kid. <laughs> oh my God. And I say, yeah, I got the thing, and only near the end did I realize. No, that's not my child, but I got the whole thing of this child. I only got like five seconds of my own child. That is brilliant. Yeah, wrong child. Looks similar though. Yeah, well, really close. You'd hope so. And, and have your boys forgive you about this? need to wear your glasses. I, I, you know, I, I think it's something I just, I just gloss over. And fortunately, that was, you know, in a Super 8 video kind of time when no one watches those again. So, yeah, I just... Now I, but after that, I always made sure where exactly yes. is my... You know, and... and, and made very very sure but the thing is is that like at least one of you was there because yeah. that's the thing is god i mean no no I, we were both there and i was videoing still the wrong but job. you know apart from even at least you were there it's <laughs> important <laughs> well that's the thing you want to be there for those things and, and you'll be there for the rest of them but the thing is is it's not just that it's also um I'm, I'm more frequently is when they're off sick because oh, when a, you're that's a problem when your children are off sick they want yeah. to cuddle you yeah and yeah, you yeah. want to cuddle them and yeah. that's all that they want to do and all you want to do yeah. exactly. but what do you do because there's you know the more children you have the more likely that's yeah. going to occur well, I actually worked at this company before um, and they had the most um, elaborate sick leave 
policy ever. <laughs> like I've never seen this amount of sick like different I mean different different reasons you can take leave. Wow. You can take leave for your kids being sick, you could take leave to get married, you could get leave what? to do yeah, dead serious. <laughs> only once it's in brackets, only, only one once time. <laughs> sick leave to get married. That doesn't say much about marriage, does it? <laughs> yeah, so it's a different illness. different classification of <laughs> yeah. love leave. No, not sick leave alone, but there there's so many yeah. different variations. So you can actually take the leave um that's appropriate so you don't have wow. to use a sick leave per se yeah. to take the leave that you really need to take so if you need to take your kid to the doctor whatever and then they allow half days or you know you know different things so it was such a flexible policy like but that. everybody in that place was happy like yeah. where well, it was like happy yeah, place. Happy. i i already yeah. feel um like touch wood I've not had to do it yet um, but I, I really fear when the boys were are going to be really unwell one day and I know because I went through it myself and when my mum would say normally it was my mum that could do it because she had her own business but occasionally there was the odd day and she'd be like well your granddad's going to come round and I loved my granddad's but I wanted my mum yeah. and, and, and here you don't even have the luxury of your grandparents out yeah. here so exactly, what do you do? Exactly, exactly yeah, Challenge, yeah. it's a big challenge well, Yeah, yeah, I yeah. bet So what did, what did you do James? So my wife stayed home for the first four years until the Makes kids went to reception and she went back to work and then if the boys were sick huh maybe my boys weren't sick so much but I'm <laughs> yeah, thinking yeah maybe you get over that hurdle yeah but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking if they were one of us probably took time off but yeah. I but I mean it's why I just don't most rem- probably is the wife took the time well, off I that's why he doesn't remember no, but, my, but my wife it would have probably been easier for me to take time okay. off because my wife's a school teacher so okay. she was locked into the right you know the 7.30 till 3 o'clock whereas right. I have right. a lot more breaks during right. the day typically so I but maybe they just weren't sick I mean, that's obviously what you'd hope for. But I, you my know, boys usually got sick on the weekends, like a Thursday night ear infection would set in. Then we get the just you had know, perfect timing. Yeah, and then <laughs> it would always ruin the weekend. And then they were back right. to school. And then and then when they got much older in high school times, you know, if they were legitimately yeah. sick, uh, they probably just stay. I remember a couple of those. They'd stay home themselves because right. so, we didn't yeah. have to be home. We, exactly. But you'd but you'd be on the phone every half hour because right. they need to check in. They wanted to hear from you and that. Yeah. You uh, you had really well behaved uh, children then because I remember taking a day off sick because I bought new and my mum had bought me new shoes right. so once I took a day off sick because she got me new shoes so I pretended to be ill so I could wear them around the oh, house are you kidding and then another time I'd been bought the Lion King soundtrack so again I pretended to be ill and then I spent all day at home singing along to Akuna Matata oh that is so sad like, my mother though it was she any excuse for me to stay home she's like are you sick I'm like no mummy I'm well I'm going to school because my mother would be like stay home it's oh. fine <laughs> so it's like I had to be the opposite. I'm like, mommy, I want to go to school. Trust me, I want to go. <laughs> my God, very, very different. But. Yeah, <laughs> because any excuse, my mother would be like, stay home from school. So in the beginning, it was fun, but then you realize I don't want to be home. I have my friends in school. <laughs> I need to go to school. God, you're like an exemplary child. That was not me. That was not me. But the point is, it's difficult when you're yeah. working and you have children. It's difficult. Like, it is. It is. It's a difficult thing to balance. But I just have to find a way. Do you still want to do occupational health, James? Yeah. I'm thinking this sounds like an interesting thing. It is. So how, how long do I have to study? What's the... Oh, my God. It's three years from the master's. It's <laughs> three years. Three years. So, well, I need another yeah. three years. You could do with yeah. a medical degree before you start it, though. That would be useful. Yeah. Yeah. You, you won't be able to do it Something medical. Yeah. yeah. You need to do something medical. But there's like all those um, health and... Uh, health and um, a lot of wellness courses, like health and um, whatever those things are. A lot of health and safety yeah. jobs you can health do, this, which yeah. kind of like overlaps with um, a lot of the, the more industry type work. Right. So yeah. that's how you go out and just check for yeah. any problems um, yeah. that you might encounter. There's also were. health promotion, if yeah. you like that. Because I don't want to just go do the checklist. I want to help people right. feel Farrah, better. Don't, about don't take him too seriously. He does say this about a lot of industries. No, no but this one's fine. Sound, this one sounds yeah. pretty good. No, no, it's fine. I love people who explore <laughs> ideas. <laughs> That's my kind of people. People, people yeah. who are just still, willing to think and about I, I something want to. I still want to help uh, the old folks, you know, want to, to do a little bit of chair exercises and, oh, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, more yeah. mobility, especially as my, my you know, I've got, we've got relatives now, we've got family now who they, they, they're they shufflers.
goners when they walk. Right. They're, they're a disaster waiting to happen. Like this, this carpet here on the corner, they're goners. If they hit that, they're going to fall mm-hmm. for sure. Break a hip. Next thing you know, they're for the rest of their life going to be in, right. you know, getting treated. And, and it's like, so, but simple things, I mean, you're both in the medical profession. It's simple things to help folks who are who've gotten a little bit older there with mm-hmm. strength that they've lost and exactly. th- that they just don't, some, I mean, some of those people are really good and they want to do it, but there's a lot in denial. So it's, it's just like a occupational therapy. Yeah. Like occupational yeah. therapists are the ones who actually yeah. help. That, that's actually what he wanted to do the other week. I'm thinking that's where I want to go. <laughs> got yeah. I'm thinking yeah. occupational yeah. therapy is where yeah. I need that's to go. What, yeah, that's what, yeah, what do I have to do to get at? that? What do you think? Yeah. i got to look it up. Yeah, that's I don't think it's you need a medical shorter. degree. In no, back. you don't. Yeah, okay, you don't need a medical degree. Yeah, there we go. I've probably got the electives through all my other degrees. Yeah. So I'm ready to go right in. Exactly. One of my friends is an occupational therapist for psychiatric sufferers, people that have got psychiatric illness. And I was thinking that must be really fascinating. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But doing it with the old people is lovely. That must yes. be so rewarding because you're basically <laughs> yeah. taking them in, in a place that they can't survive yeah. Yeah. to then put in the things that they need to be able to live comfortably and actually yeah. be independent. You're trying yeah. to keep yeah. older people independent for longer. I'm thinking that'd be cool because I'm just I'm I'm just thinking about myself, right? So if I right. get the systems all going and getting people who want to think like that, then then when it's when I'm coming Your around, <laughs> then at least I I've got already systems in my head. In place. Yeah, it's like okay, you know, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. <laughs> So there was one Christmas, my grandma was starting to get on and I bought her a, a load of stuff around the house, like things to pull herself up with, um, things uh, to help her open jars. And she's like, Jenna, are you trying to tell me that I've got <laughs> <Yes>. old? <laughs> it's, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's a really difficult thing, you know, because if you, especially when you come out of a busy life, you know, you work in your career for what, 50 years or however long you've been working and then you leave and, you know, your your senses are going a little bit, you know, and you don't notice it. It's a nasty thing, and it's people around you who will notice you're not hearing so well, you're not seeing very well. Maybe you shouldn't drive, you know, little things like that. And and people, you can't tell for yourself. And I'm just, um, I I kind of look at it through my eyes like what will happen to me when I'm older because I know I will probably be in the same position where I, I wouldn't recognize it as yes. well you know and then when somebody comes and tells me that I'm old and look at my young face you know <laughs> like I'm not old you know <laughs> like what are you telling me <laughs> well that's that so. I told my personal trainer in the UK that I wanted to go out for a night clubbing right. and she she said was I having a midlife crisis and I was like how old do you think I am <laughs> is there something wrong with wanting to go and let my hair down for the first time in about 12 months um so yeah it is like as you say other people mm. will recognize it because everybody else you feel the same yeah 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 so that that's a, a line of work for you there james we go. there we, we go we can do it you know what i think we got to wrap this show it's been lovely yeah, but boy we, great, we, yes. we we didn't we, we've got so much more to talk about you have to come back yeah i'd love to when jenna's here with me i have to come along with yeah. you jenna yeah, jenna comes all the time yeah yeah, yeah. I, I like to come a lot yeah. so no we'll bring flower again she's great there we go Doc Talk Farrah, so Jenna Potaholics Thanks with a Jen, K yeah, if you want to find us on great. the socials send us an email potaholics at gmail.com and like I said we'll do it again real soon thank you yeah, thank you so thank much you. you've been listening to a Potaholics podcast if you like what you've been listening to please give us a rating and share the link if you don't like what you've been listening to I'm not sure how that could happen but if you don't you got comments give us a rating and share with us you want to get in touch with us directly Potaholics with a K at gmail.com potaholics with a k across all the socials it's been a lot of fun look forward to interacting with you again really soon share the link so long for now Mm -hmm.